Hey! Hello, hi everybody. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. And uh, we get another episode of Football in General. Trevor, how are you? <laughs> doing doing great. Uh, lots to get into this week. Um, you know, so so many things happened since our last podcast that I've uh, been dying to talk about. And I think we should jump right into the uh, situation in Green Bay. Whoa, whoa, whoa uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Trevor, NFL training camp started, man. Can we at least I, get a, a, a hell yeah or something for this? No, oh it's it's God. a real exciting time. You know, football's right around the corner. Um, but, uh, you know, big apologies to all our listeners in Denver. Aaron Rodgers is a Packer again. <laughs> uh. God, you know, it was so he was so they were so close to having two all pro quarterbacks in the same team <laughs> uh, and uh, narrowly avoided. So and, um, you know, one of them, you know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Denver. You're going to be in quarterback uh, purgatory for the next uh, 20 years. Shame. Shame on you. You know, shame. So um, uh, anywho. Uh, yeah. In case you were living under a rock, you didn't hear Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, our streak of juicy information slash uh, takes uh, of Aaron Rodgers uh, may come to an end at, on this episode of the podcast. What, what is your opinion of this situation? Well, I mean, you heard me last week. I'm ready to, to move past this controversy, mm-hmm. um, all the drama. Uh, I, I feel like this was the predictable outcome. I, I, I'd love to be sitting here talking about you know who who traded for him. But uh, I never really thought that was going to be the case. I uh, didn't really think he'd follow through with uh, any of the retirement rumors. So, predictably, uh, he's he's going to play another season with Green Bay. Um, you know, he, he, he came out with a statement, uh, something to the effect of it not, never being about money, um, which it sounds a little ridiculous to me. I think he made it very... I mean, maybe it wasn't completely about money, but he made it pretty clear that he wanted to play for a different team. I don't think I don't think he can walk that part of the controversy back. He wanted out of Green Bay, and now he's back in Green Bay. Right, and uh, <clears throat> another concession that's been made by the Green Bay Packers is that uh, General Manager Brian Gutenhurst uh, is now allowed to make eye contact when Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> on the same field. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's uh, we, we gotta we gotta monitor that situation. If there is any eye contact made, I'll be there, the first person to uh, uh, report on it, and um, you know, make sure that we can get listens from it and downloads. So, um, but anywho, um, yeah. So, uh, coming back to this clown. Sorry, I. I yeah, I think he's a great player. Ultimately, he's sort of a clown the way he operates himself. I mean, he came back out into the field uh, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon, right, or what morning? Came out to the field wearing uh, stunner. Uh, I don't know Gen Z shades. I don't know what you want to call <laughs> those. <laughs> and a shirt, which was pretty awesome, NBA Jam shirt. Uh, one part was the chili. The other part was um, what was his face from The Office. Uh, Oh, Je- yeah, yeah. Kevin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kevin from The Office. Right, right. And it had the little NBA Jam stats underneath it. You know, cool shirt. Uh, you know, clown guy, but whatever. And uh, it, it, it's it's good to see him back in the field. Let's just put it like that. Because I think if anybody likes football, they like the NFL, they know that the Green Bay Packers being relevant is good for football. It's just, it is. They're a profitable franchise. they got a big name. They're in a very small town up in Wisconsin. They're owned by a bunch of fans. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's, it's good for football. 
Um, so they go over his new contract, the 2023 year, and his original contract is voided, making 2022 the final year on his contract. So I don't know if that means he's going to play next season in Green Bay or if this year is his last one. It's kind of hard to understand. But uh, forfe- forfeiture provisions were removed from the contract, preventing the Green Bay Packers from pur- pursuing prorated portions of, of Rodgers' signing, signing bonus. So that's a big deal just because he's going to get the whole thing. You know, he's, that's, that, that's what he wants, you know, um, 14 million. In fact, uh, you know, for a guy who has everything except for multiple Super Bowl rings, <laughs> he gets you $14 million. Anyway, yeah. nobody's laughing. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, if the Packers cut or traded him for June 1st next year, they'd be saddled with a $27 million in dead money on their cap, but gain a net savings of $20 million, according to OverTheCap.com. Shout out. After June 1st, those numbers practically reverse. Whatever that means. Oh, they go back. Okay, I see what they mean. All right. So, anywho, Trevor, what can we make of this story? I Other mean, than what you just said. Yeah. So, I, you know, he said it's not about money, but quite obviously, you get into the the finer details of, of everything that's been worked out since he showed back up in Green Bay, and and money's obviously a big part of it. I don't think he was fooling anybody there. Um, you know, I, I you know I was saying it weeks ago. I think that wherever he ended up, the sooner this controversy ended, the sooner they put the drama to rest, the better off everybody involved would be. And that's my takeaway at this point is, uh, you know, whether you put it on Aaron Rodgers for doing what he had to do to get what he claims he wanted, or whether you put it on uh, the front office for dragging their feet, giving him what he what he needed to, to make all this happen. Um, you know, I, I feel like you know, both Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have wasted a lot of time uh, going into, you know, the football is right around the corner. And, uh, and yeah, I, I feel like it was just a big clown show. Yeah. 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 Uh, clown car, clown show, <laughs> circus. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know how often the circus comes to Green Bay, but apparently every August. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, tough crowd. <laughs> um, you know, he, so here's a quote, right? And and uh, it just shows you how much kind of a tool bag this guy is. But he's not completely wrong. Um, I think, and this is from Wednesday. He did a press conference, and you know, you knew he was going to talk. I mean, he's you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's going to say something. Um, I think we can all understand. You know, Green Bay isn't a huge vacation destination. He said, people are coming here to play with me, play with our team knowing they can win a championship here and the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. So, uh, Trevor, you're going to have to change your vacation destination plans, man. <laughs> I, 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 I guess they got no hotels up in Green Bay or anything to see other than Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, he, he's not wrong there, but, I mean, I, I, I still feel like the, uh, the way he's trying to play it, he's, he's definitely trying to walk back the uh the what what i think was definitely a real attempt to end up on i think his team uh is going to embrace him being back because he gives them the best chance to find the most success and uh and because you know that the average nfl player is a professional um so uh, you know, but I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think fans are going to forget anytime soon that uh, he did everything he could to end up on a different team this year. 
Right, right. And I'm sorry and, for the loud yeah. noise. It's thundering and yeah. lightning outside here in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get a little bit yeah. of that. Now, now he's trying to say that it was all about uh, you know, him wanting to be a bigger part of recruiting the people that were going to come to Green Bay to, to play for a championship. And uh, to me, that, that just doesn't carry water. That's, that's pretty weak. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this guy just keeps he just keeps stirring the pot, man, for like absolutely no reason. Um, you know, you came back to the team, you got what you wanted. Okay, let's let's move on and try to win a championship. You know, um, you're gonna block Jordan Love for another year. Uh, is yeah. is that is that what you wanted? <laughs> like, did you want to look like the bad guy throughout all this, or did you want to look like a guy who? Um, was supposedly mistreated and wasn't allowed in conversations and whatnot. I, you know, it's just, it, it, it comes off as, like you said, a clown show. Um, and Green Bay looked so stupid because they voided his contract. So now they have him, they're not going to get him n- next year, but he wants out and then he's going to play. You see, that's kind of the, the problem with that. Yeah. I, I, it, it doesn't make any sense. And so here, here's another quote from him commenting on, Guys such as Randall Cobb, Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Julius Peppers, T.J. Lang, um, just a few vet, Green Bay Packers veterans that have been mis- "quote unquote" mistreated over the years or not given a specific contract or um, sort of things they need to succeed in the organization. Uh, quote, "Quote from Aaron: Great locker room guys, high character guys who weren't offered a contract at all or extremely lowballed or maybe, in my opinion, not given the respect on the way out that guys of their status stature." And high character deserved, he said. Um, <laughs> so he comes back to the Packers and then just craps all over him. And, and this, yeah, yeah, in this press uh, conference, like, dude, oh my uh, god! I, I, you know, I, I, as a Vikings fan, I, I can often envy the the Packer fans and their uh, their storied history with uh, championships. But I don't envy them right now. I, I think that this whole situation put Packer fans in a really difficult situation uh in terms of uh what they want out of it and uh and 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 who to stand behind um because i don't if, if i'm a green bay packer fan i'm not happy with the front office i'm not happy with aaron Rodgers, and uh and yet somehow uh you know i have to get excited about the fact that they they're trying to get back to the uh, conference championship and move past it uh which they have the you know, it, undeniably, they have the potential to to reach those goals, but uh, it, it's just a, a big shadow cast over the whole thing right now. How about this quote? <clears throat> Rogers was sure to express his love for the Packers fan base, specifically during the press conference. Quote: The opportunity to play on Lambeau Field has been a dream come true, and to be in my 17th season is really special. Quote: I love this team. I love the uh, or you know. The fans, <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah. They, I mean, everybody uh, who watches knows that he's he's kind of uh, he can be kind of clownish and and he can be a little awkward, uh, especially when he's he's trying to be sincere, like or you know he he often tries too hard to be sincere or tries too hard to be funny. Um, so I'd like to chalk this up to that, but the larger setting that these quotes are coming in, it makes it difficult to uh, let him off the hook. That's, uh, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, you can't fault him for wanting to send receipts to the Packers. I think, 
<sighs> you know, he just they gave the media gave him a forum, and knowing him and just him being very candid with a lot of people in the media, including like you know guys like Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk, and um, I, I mean you know the Packers media up there in Green Bay, uh, he knew what he had. And he took it. He took every single opportunity he could to send receipts and to stamp people's asses and, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, really serve it to people. And knowing that he's not going to be back next year, I think he just wanted to kind of get it out of the way in the beginning and just go back to work, supposedly. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, it is, once again, it is what it is. We're just glad to see him back on the field. The, the game's better with him. The Green Bay Packers are better with him, especially if they're relevant. Yeah, you know, we just we also have to take receipts, Aaron. So um, you know we're entitled to our opinions too. Gotcha. So well, right. But before we move on from Green Bay, I want to uh, discuss my favorite quote of the week out of Green Bay, which comes from Randall Cobb. If we had a who quote can, of the week, uh, here. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he he can quote breathe easy now that he's back in Green Bay after oh, his uh, after his stint with the Texans, and uh, boy is that an understatement. Um, I, I think anybody who uh, who finds themselves uh, on a team like Green Bay after being with the Texans and that uh, dumpster fire of an organization uh, can can breathe easy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, I thought right, that was pretty pretty hilarious quote. <laughs> right, right, and, and you know, and I think anybody would be happy to get out of Houston right now. That the Texans, that is, I mean, even like you know. Um, uh, pigeons and uh, geese and and seagulls <laughs> who who hang around the dumpsters would rather be eating somewhere else <laughs> other than the Houston Texans dumpsters. You know, they're just lined with garbage, and so is the field. Um, yeah, listen, like <laughs> Randall Cobb. I mean, what an amazing. I mean, gets like I want out. Okay, six round pick. You're gone. <laughs> like you go back to playing with Aaron Rodgers. Like what a great. He just uh, narrowly avoided a complete dumpster. Just, you know, uh, terrible situation down in Houston. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, let's talk about Sean Watson. He's, yeah. Uh, yes. He's back. So, yeah, back. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, so, I mean, the, these are, you know, I, I saw that he's back. I, I, is uh, Has there been a development with his off-the-field issues? Um, not that I think more people keep coming forward. Um, so that's a, not a good development for him. Um, oh, I'm no, glad there's, good. yeah, no, not, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> 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 so, office space reference, by the way. Um, so here's the thing, right? So, uh, Wednesday they come back, right? Uh, this is a quote from John McClain. He's, he's followed the Houston Texans for several, uh, the Houston area, uh, teams, including the Oilers back in the seventies for probably about 40, 50 years. Very knowledgeable guy on, on Twitter, uh, blue check mark. On scout team drills, Watson, Sean Watson, wearing number 23 and lined up in 2D coverage. He's just standing there with his hands folded behind his back. That's a new definition for a dual-threat quarterback. huh? Brian T. Smith, another guy who covers the Houston Texans. Blue check mark on Twitter. Watson is now serving as a scout team safety and is wearing a different jersey number. So he's basically number four in the depth chart. Oof. Wow. What do we make of this? I mean, that's... Uh... So I, I mean, I, it sounds to me like they're bracing for his uh, unavailability due to these off-the-field issues. Um, uh, yeah. So the uh, you know the chaos continues in Houston, and it's only getting worse. 
apparently a pretty good safety on the scout team, though. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, right. Uh, could have had anybody, even the Pigeons or the Seagulls, but decided to <laughs> go with he, Sean Watson. A uh, uh, quote from Nick Casario, I'm not going to get into an individual discussion about who's going to be doing what. Everybody will go out there and whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. I'm not going to comment about what they're going to do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, could you, I mean, that's a word uh, yeah. jumble there. What, okay. Nick Casario, uh, pre- president of the Texans, general manager, all the above. Uh, pretty, you know, uh, just a lackadaisical comment about a situation that's unfolding on his team basically every single day. And the guy's at, he's in training camp and he was holding out and he's got all these legal issues. Like, don't you think they just want to hold him out? I mean, why have him there if you have like six other quarterbacks and a guy you drafted and whatnot? Yeah, it's uh, why have him I, there? You, yeah, I, I expect that this is a, a story that you'll hear us talk more and more uh, as the weeks go by because this is uh, anything but resolved. Right, and he's not going to play for them. I, I, do you think he's going to play for? Them? No, I don't. I, I mean, this. I mean. No, it sounds like they're planning for him not to play for them. Right. So why not just let him not be there? Like, right. I, I think he's going to get fine money. I mean, that's a, it's given. Um, but, like, I mean, just fine him, tell him you can't come. I don't know. Do something other than this. This seems like just more trash franchise, uh, you know, management by the Texans. Right. So No, it's yeah. – uh, it's, it's chaos, and uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I've said it too many times already this year on this podcast. I feel terrible for the fans down there. Um, yeah. I know they're they're a really passionate football culture, and uh, it's uh, it, it's bad times. <laughs> so let's go to chaos to uh, just downright catastrophic. Um, Carson Wentz. Uh, Breaking news. I mean, this is probably what uh, ten hours ago. Uh, and yeah, as yeah. We're, we're recording this, yeah, Carson Wentz today. is yeah. Carson Wentz out indefinitely after under, undergoing further testing for a foot injury that he suffered at the end of Thursday's practice. Wentz felt a twinge in his foot when he rolled out and planted the throw late in the practice. Um, what kind of impact could this have? I mean, I so I feel like uh, you know, looking on the bright side. Which I, I try to do a lot of the times with uh, these situations. Uh, this is a team that is is built for uh, you know they, they brought a guy like Carson Wentz in not to to lean on their quarterback. You know they have an amazing defense, a great O line. Uh, so I think if anything, um, you know uh, uh, Taylor, the running back, his his uh, you know Jonathan Taylor's value is, is going up uh, you know just to throw that fantasy nugget out there but <laughs> i i think that this is a team that can bring in the next man up and uh and really achieve a, a similar amount of success obviously they did bring carson wentz in because they wanted to improve the passing game um they they've made moves to imp- improve their uh, uh wide receiver core but uh, hopefully this is something that if it were to keep Wentz out, if he, I mean, foot surgery, how, how, how much of the season do you think he'll miss? Oh, God. I mean, uh, a, good, a good part of it. Right. Maybe the whole one? 
You think he could be season? the whole season? Could, I, I mean, you're you're talking about a foot that he plants on, and he has yeah. to plan off to throw the ball, right? Uh, that right. seems like a pretty big deal if it's broken or torn ligaments or something. Right. Well, you know, you said a twinge. It, I'd be a little more pessimistic if there was like a pop, or if he, uh, you know, went down. Mm. Um, I, 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 I'm really hoping that this is something that, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, turning into a big deal before it's time. We're we're certainly going to know more in the next few days. Um, you know, they'll they'll have him evaluated. I mean perhaps already today we just haven't had you know had the news yet uh they're, they're certainly not gonna uh you know drag their feet no pun intended uh figuring out the situation with carson oh, wentz but uh solid joke yeah <laughs> but th- this is uh this is uh huge news for the colts and uh it's gonna have a big impact on a uh on what's becoming a really tough division um really competitive football in that division uh, afc south so uh yeah this uh this yeah i'll I'll be very uh you know i'll be watching this story very closely to see what happens here yeah and i mean you know it's either if if he doesn't play jacob eason um fourth round pick last year 2020 draft 66231 from washington uh i think was uh you know he didn't play up to his potential in the University of Washington. He slipped, but he was considered a first-round pick all the way up into the senior senior year. You know, right. he's the second quarterback for Indy. So, like, I I don't know how he plays. I mean, you know, he is big as Josh Allen. Maybe he's got a big arm. Um, I I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen him, and for there's a good reason why he hasn't played. Obviously, um, let me ask you this. Uh, this is just speculation, of course. And we never blow anything out of proportion, Trevor. How dare you say that? <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think about what is there? Okay, so let's say hypothetically, Carson Wentz goes in. He's out 10, 12 weeks, uh, maybe the whole season. Is there any possibility that like Philip Rivers comes back? So this 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 is the next logical thought. If they're without Carson Wentz and uh, Jacob Eason isn't their guy, uh, what what can they do this late in the? Uh, in the in the year um you know it's too late to trade for aaron Rodgers. um (laughs) uh, denver's already got him that's right (laughs) so uh and and, you know yeah and now they're one of you know they're not the only team that would like to improve their quarterback situation um so uh it's uh it's tough i you know speculating on whether or not uh Oh, uh, you just said his name. Yeah, uh, uh, Philip Rivers. Right. Philip Rivers. So right. whether or not Philip Rivers could come back, that's an interesting question because I I had not even thought of uh, someone coming out of retirement. Um, I mean, if, I mean, why not uh, Andrew Luck? Uh, Johnny Knights. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't know who who's out there in terms of uh, journeyman, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Fitz Magic's already on a new team, so uh, it's uh, it's a really terrible time of year to uh, try to replace uh, this this part of your team. Um, you know, the, the only thing worse is uh, you know 
week one type of situation. So they do they do have a little time to get things figured out. And uh, if they're going to go with Jacob Eason, he does have time to get first team reps and and uh, and and find a rhythm with uh, with these uh, wide receivers. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a, a definitely a big blow. Right, potentially, of course. I mean, we're just here speculating. Right, but right. That's the thing. That's, that's worst case you know? scenario. If if right. he's out for the season or out for, you know, ten weeks or, or however long it's going to be, um, yeah, there's not a lot of time and there's not a lot of options in terms of bringing somebody in. Right, and and you know what? It's it, it. He's never really played a full season other than I think maybe one or two years, so it's not like it's uncommon for him to get hurt. Uh, and catastrophically at that, I mean, he tore his ACL, like going diving into the end zone against the Rams. They still won the Super Bowl that year. You know, God rest right. their souls. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, but like they traded a, a second and third round pick for him that would potentially go up to a first. So it's like, you know, like you said, I mean, this was a, this was a team that theoretically, like that was their only position they were really weak at. And now all of a sudden, uh, I mean, you got to play a second year guy. Granted, he seems like he's got a lot of potential, but I mean, he went to the fourth round for a reason. If you're a fourth round quarterback and you're not Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, he was sixth round. But you know what I mean? There isn't, you know, there wasn't. I don't think there's. And I could be wrong. You know, there's, there's maybe this is his coming out party. He needed, yeah, first team reps, and he gets to play in the preseason, and maybe he's really good. Um, he's certainly got really good bones. Uh, but I don't know if we'll see anything out of them. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be watching this one, um, right, in the coming well, weeks. So and, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm always uh, trying to take the perspective on the fans on this podcast because that's that's who we really do it for. And uh, if I'm a Colts fan, I've got my fingers crossed, saying my prayers, eating my vegetables, that uh, that uh, Carson vitamins. Wentz take my vitamins. That <laughs> you know, hoping with you know with all my energy that. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be okay. If he's not, then I do think you have to get behind Jacob Eason for now. Um, you've just got to be optimistic. The The offense is obviously going to be very different under a second-year guy, um, but uh, the bread and butter is still there. You know, a, a dominating defense, a great O-line is a, a really good opportunity for uh, you know an inexperienced quarterback and uh, a solid run game. So... It's not, uh, you know, it's not horrible, but it's it's uh, definitely bad news. Going from bad news to bad player. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys know how I feel about Nikhil Harry. <laughs> if, if you listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago, I really didn't hold anything back. And, in fact, uh, you know, Cassius Mars got some ether, too. And he, guess what? He's still the worst guy that's ever played for the New England Patriots. So he can suck a big fat, uh, you know what. Um, Nikhil Harry uh, came out this week and said um, in regards to uh, his focus, his message of focus of gratitude and and um, overall just having a better camp than he has in the previous two years right now, quote, I'm not really worried about anything else trade wise because he requested a trade in case you didn't listen to the other ones. I'm focused on how to be the best version of myself on the field, going out there, working hard, improving every day. Everything has been normal. Harry said when he asked about how he's been received by Coach Belichick and his teammates. I've just been focused on helping this team win and doing whatever I can to become the best version of myself. I feel like somebody 
and the, and you know, New England has probably the tightest, uh, what do you call it, public relations department and media relations department in the entire NFL. Somebody got in Nikhil's ear and was like, hey, "You might want to, you might not want to say this stuff in, in the media." And by the way, you're, you you sucked in the first two years. And you're not going <laughs> to find a better, uh, you're not going to find a better role or opportunity to get better on any other team because, uh, let's be honest. You know, you, you haven't played well, and there's not going to be – and the Patriots have nothing but, you know, two and three uh, receivers on any other team. So if you want to get better and you want to make uh, any sort of opportunity or impact in this league, you better stay on this team. You better start saying the right things. No, I, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were right. I think another factor that, that might be at play here is that, uh, you know, after requesting a trade, um, you know, finding out that – he just he's not he's not a sought after talent you know there 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 was nothing for teams to jump on there like oh yeah we'll we we'll trade for Nikhil he'll he'll help us be a better team he he's you know he's had opportunities and has not proven himself it's like man you you've got to you got to be somebody before you can throw that kind of thing out there and say oh yeah I'd, I'd like to be traded because I'm being squandered Right. What evidence is there that you're being squandered as, as a you know offensive weapon? Uh, so uh, yeah, he he definitely needs to uh, make the most out of his opportunities in New England, uh, and and to that effect, you know things could work out for him as a Patriot, uh, but he's not going to be able to just uh, you know request a trade when there's there's no reason for teams to to jump on it so yeah no i'm sure all 31 other teams were right on the patriots phone calling bill belichick after he put that out on twitter his his representation quote unquote so you know uh, (laughs) there's nothing i can say about this guy i mean he sucked in the first two years he looked lost last year. He had two terrible holding calls against against the Los Angeles Rams on a Thursday night game in primetime that lost him the game, basically, because they couldn't get anything started offensively. Uh, you know, if anything, him and Cam Newton need to go back to the film room and maybe maybe go hit the go find a trainer or some sort of teacher to teach him how to play football again. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, I'm just going on a rant here. But at the end of the day, I have I have no time for a guy like this, you know. Um, you, you, you just, we talked about maybe is Belichick losing a hold of his team, you know, because this is happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, I just, it wouldn't happen in the past. So you come out and talk, your representation comes out and says things they did. You wouldn't be on the New England Patriots if this happened 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. Right. Um, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you you wonder is 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 kind of like Bill so desperate for offensive players. He's a first round pick. Bill's not been good at drafting wide receivers or any sort of skill position players in the past. Um, hey, we'll just keep him around. We need we need talent. We need somebody here to maybe make it. And it's riding on my reputation as a GM. Just let it go, you know, because nobody really wants him. <laughs> we'll see if he can play, you know. So I don't know. What do you, is that kind of how you, you already said of? Yeah, this I guy mean, one. I, I think this is uh, it, it's this was a, a you know entertaining little situation to circle back right. to and, and see how you know he, he's pulled a complete one eighty on his attitude, at least uh, outwardly uh, towards the team that he's playing for, and uh, you know it needed to happen. 
uh, I right. think uh, you know wh- whatever our thoughts are about him uh, individually, this is uh, this is the best thing for him and uh, and as far as his uh, contribution to this team, um, you know it's the best thing for them as well. So let's move on from I'll tell you this clown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we talked about the well we we could get a Xavier Howard. Um, it, you know, he's holding out. He's making $15 million a year. He wants more money. I don't really have a lot of time for Xavion Howard, to be completely honest with you. I think he's a great player. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what else he wants from the Miami Dolphins. He asked for a trade. Apparently two playoff teams reached out to him for trade. Do you have anything quick about Xavion Howard? I, I would just, you know, my, my take on this, you know, always looking at it from the perspective of the fans for the team that he's currently on, uh, I, I feel like this would be a huge mistake for Miami to uh, to let him get away to trade him. Uh, I think uh, I think it it really hurts uh, what is right now a very promising trajectory uh, for the Dolphins. Um, I just watched a, a few highlights from their training camp and uh, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on so many names. Uh, their quarterback, their young quarterback, Tua, uh, Tua, Tua Bailoa, He's looking, uh, he's looking really good in mm-hmm. their training camp right now. Mm-hmm. I think that that offense could be really dangerous this year. And so to you know to lose, uh, you know, a game changer in the secondary, uh, it's a step back. So uh, you know, I I really hope that they can get this thing figured out. It sounds like they're still very much trying to keep him in Miami. Uh, but if he's, if they can't come to an agreement, there are teams out there that, uh, that he might be happier on. So. And real quick, before we get into the running backs, <laughs> we'll try to get as many as we can in today. It won't be nearly as long um, next Thursday. Cause we won't, we will cover the hall of fame game after it airs. Uh, but we won't uh, be able to talk much about it. What, what do you have any memories or anything or anything you want to say about the Hall of Fame game? It's Pittsburgh, uh, Dallas, by the way. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Dallas. I think uh, I, I'm pretty excited for it. Of course, everybody's excited for uh, you know for football to start. So there's always that. But uh, you know, these are these are two really storied uh, organizations and uh, lots to. Uh, Lots of questions to answer for both. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, before we get into running backs, I'm already going to mention uh, Najee Harris. Um, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're all real excited to see how he's going to be featured um, with, the, with the Steelers this year. Um, we're all excited to see, you know, how the, uh, the Cowboys' uh, young defense is going to do. Um, so I, I know it's not a regular season game, so so it might be uh, a little lackluster when it comes to some of the things we're excited to see from these teams this year. But uh, but it will be a first look at these rosters uh, going into twenty twenty one, and uh, yeah, I'm really pumped for it. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is fun. Um, it, you know, it's the first game of preseason kicks off the year. Um, you get to see people get, get inducted, right? They induct them that same weekend. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like a novelty. You know, I think baseball does a game sort of at the uh, in 
Cooperstown, sort of similar. Um, you know, they kick off the sort of the Hall of Fame inductions. They do a, a, an exhibition game. It, it, you know, this is fun. Uh, you know, we're going to see a, 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 a stadium full of fans. It's going to be at the Hall of Fame. We get to see two teams, which are probably as historic in the NFL as any. And uh, you hit the nail on the head. Like, there's a lot of questions here. And certainly, like, uh, with the way both their seasons ended last year, Dallas being, you know, 5-11, and 11, and then the Steelers getting blown out by the Browns, like, I, I don't know if there's any more compelling teams in the NFL right now, you know? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, and obviously both teams, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, passionate fan bases. And uh, there's just, uh, there's a lot of new faces on these teams. Um, but a lot of the, uh, you know, year in and year out, high expectations for what they uh, for what they're hoping to accomplish, um, you know, uh, Dallas. It, it's it's easy to forget. You know, last year early in the season, you know, they they almost seemed unstoppable before Dak Prescott's injury. Um, so you know, their fans are really hoping to get back to that type of football. Um, and uh, you know, the the Steelers, you know, they're they're always hoping. Uh, and and not unreasonably, they they've always got uh, you know a great coach and uh, you know a solid run game. They've 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 made some changes at the O line. The expectation is that it's not going to be as good as it typically is, but uh, but you know we'll we'll find out. And hopefully the field conditions are better. Yeah, because <laughs> I think they're usually really bad, <laughs> which is crazy because they're it's a Literally, you're at the Hall of Fame, and it's supposed to be the pinnacle of football. Celebrating all these things. Oh, let's just let's just throw some grass out there. They can play it like it's like 1940s or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, NFL Network Hall of Fame game, uh, eight eight p.m. Eastern, five o'clock uh, Pacific next Thursday. Well, we won't pick the game. It's just gonna be fun. Just just have fun, man. You know, football's back. What the hell? You know, gonna get it's Thursday. You know, take Friday off. Go get some good. Go find your buddies. Go have a couple of beers, eat some chips, you know, you know, gain some weight. God forbid we all did that during the pandemic, you know. So, um, anyway, okay, um, running backs, right? We're gonna get back to our running backs here, folks. We're going to our tier two running backs. Hopefully, our tier three. I swear we won't go too in depth this time. I think we had a really good time talking about the running backs last week. We had some good feedback. Um, so I want to start off with a guy we left out, and I think honestly. Um, we're both pretty skeptical about what he's going to do this year, uh, and definitely of his haircut. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, what do you think about Ezekiel Elliott coming up this season? Yeah, so it's it's a real roll of the dice with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, uh, I think I think he's a safe pick. Um, I I don't have the highest expectations that I've had for him in the past. Um, he, I mean, he can be, so to me, he comes across a little hot and cold. Um, and the longer you see a, a premier running back do that, the more you see the cold. Um, I, I mean, he could make me eat those words. Nobody would be surprised. Um, he's certainly going to get a heavy workload, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing him in a lot of people's top fives. And for me, he's just not there. Ooh. Well, um, worst he's been drafted at or projected as 16, best two. 
Um, ADP, I guess that's probably like the mean is eight. Uh, you know, here's the thing I like about Zeke, real quick. Weeks four, five, six, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. He goes against uh, arguably some pretty bad run defenses. Carolina, New York, uh, New England, they'll probably be better, but, you know, uh, Minnesota, they'll probably be okay. Denver, KC, Las Vegas. So I think, like, you take Zeke, he's going to have a tough start of the season. He'll get you some wins, probably, you know, those those midweeks. Um, I don't think he's going to finish strong. I could be wrong. I just I don't think so. He's 26. He's got five or, what five years already on his tires. He's been in the league for two, four, five, six years. That, so, that's what I mean. He's he's wow. not the spring chicken he used to be. And right. uh, you know we've we've seen him have absolutely dominating seasons. Um, we've seen incomplete seasons. Um, but at this point, I think uh, I think that Dallas, if you know. If Dallas is going to try to go the distance this year, they're really going to have to manage uh, a running back like Ezekiel Elliott, or I, I'm, I feel like uh, fantasy owners might need to replace him. Um, I, I just uh, I don't predict that he's got a full dominant season uh, in the tank right now. Uh, Trevor, known for taking hot takes against Texas anything. <laughs> throwing, out, <laughs> throwing out something i uh, wow okay was well, he got i you know i think he he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be eligible for a lot of production but they got cd lamb uh, my, uh galloway uh i said his name wrong i'm sorry uh michael help me out here galladay <laughs> galladay okay galloway that was joey gal he played for the cowboys too um and then uh, mark cooper right and then their right. tight end schultz i they're like too so i feel like they're going to score a lot of points, um, so he could get a lot of goal line carries. But I, yeah, I, I, I kind of stray away from. I, it just, well, end of the season. I don't. I just don't. If that's that's the most important time of fantasy, and he's not going to be that productive, in my opinion. You know. So, um, Nick Chubb. Uh, so, let's talk about that. Yes. Nick Chubb is a, a running back I really like. Um, I think uh, I think he's in for a huge year. But so this is this is an interesting situation because this uh, this Browns offense is really explosive. They're they're obviously very high scoring. Um, Nick Chubb is going to be a big part of what balances that offense. Um, but maybe more than any uh, other running back situation, I feel like if you if you're prioritizing Nick Chubb, you can't let somebody else in your league scoop up Kareem Hunt. Um, mm. I think uh, I think you know something happens to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is right in there as a top ten running back. Um, so uh, I, I I think that it's you know it's a really great uh, one two punch that they have in that backfield. Um, Nick Chubb to me is the the obvious uh, front runner there for the uh, you know the red zone situations, but uh, you know we we know that Kareem Hunt can be that guy and. Uh, if you're if you're gonna grab one, uh, you really need to try and snatch the other as well. Hmm. Uh, that's you know that's an excellent call. I, I wonder. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure where we, we would put Cream Hunt in our tiers here. Um, I'm really not familiar with how he performed last season. I think he got almost a thousand yards, so he's he's probably like a late not a late round flyer, but maybe like eight or nine, seven. Is that fair to say? Uh, I think it's very fair, but okay. uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I, you know, I hate I hate 
negative speculation, but for instance, if something were to happen to Nick huh. Chubb before before your draft, you've got to put Kareem Hunt right into that position because he's mm. then the guy to balance that offense. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I like both these running backs, Nick Chubb especially. Okay, that's a good call. Um, Nick Chubb, really good schedule against uh, some really crappy uh, run defenses. So I, I think, like, if anything, he's going to have consistent production as long as he stays healthy the whole season. That's just absolutely. Not, I, I yeah. think I, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, Aaron Jones, Green Bay. Aaron Jones. So uh, you know, um, it, you know, with the with the situation, the development. Avers. Aaron Jones or not, you know, maybe he was in for a little more of a workload without Aaron Rodgers, but then again, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, the whole team is better. So I, I think Aaron Jones has really proven himself. I, I don't think it's crazy to put him uh, in in tier two. Um, you know, if if uh, if he falls to you in a draft and and you can't get one of these other guys that we've, we've been discussing, I think he's a great pickup. Um, I think, uh, I think he showed himself, I, I, I'm, I'm not certain, but I think he became more reliable, uh, in his second year. And, uh, at this point he's just, uh, very safe. There's no longer, he, he's, he's shown himself to be the clear number one. Uh, it didn't start out that way when he was in competition for, uh, for carries with, uh, was it Williams? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Aaron, Aaron Detroit, Jones, by the way. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. Um, so I, I like Aaron Jones a lot. That's that's a good one. Let me ask you about this. So, okay. So we mentioned Jamal Williams. How do you feel about AJ Dillon, aka the what do they call him? The thigh. Golly, I can't remember his name. Uh, the the you quad know. father. The quad father. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The guy's got massive legs. So that's the last time I'm mentioning that that name. But yes. Yeah. What do you think about that dynamic and how that plays out? So I mean I'm I'm going to be a broken record here. I think Aaron Jones is the clear-cut guy, but if uh, you know if, if he's if Aaron Jones is your RB1, then you need uh, you need AJ Dillon on your roster um, because if AJ Dillon gets the opportunities due to due to some tragedy, uh, he's going to be better than what's left out there. Um, hmm. So I, I I think this season is more important than ever, especially with this 17 game schedule, to get the backups to your uh, your top running backs. So you know if if Aaron Jones is your your RB one, even if AJ Dillon isn't your second best running back, you need to have him stashed uh, because if something happens to Aaron Jones, the volume will be there. And he's going to be better than than uh, you know scraping free agency for what's left. So, okay, yeah, yeah I, I like I just like AJ Dillon a lot. I mean, second year running back, he really performed really well at the end of last year. He's just no, a big guy, and he, he, like, well, that's perfect for Green Bay. You know, you like, nailed it. He cool. he, I think he he lists as the same weight as Derrick Henry, even though he's a, he's a couple inches shorter than Derrick Henry. Um, so uh, you know the. The, you know, if, if he were to get a chance to be the number one guy, um, I, you know, I don't think anyone should be surprised if he runs away with it. <laughs> right. 
this guy. Tough, All right. tough crowd. <laughs> look, uh, look out for this guy. Um, tell me why I should put Najee Harris in a two-three tier for running backs. You know, I just just because I feel like uh, you know. Uh, of all the rookie running backs, uh, Najee Harris uh, has uh, maybe the best opportunity to come right in and be a huge part of, of the Steelers' offense. Um, the Steelers always play balanced football. Um, you know, we've talked about how they've had some changes on on their O line, but I think in terms of game plan, they're still going to try to not not only balance their offense but to really run between the tackles and Najee Harris is exactly the kind of running back they need um and uh you know he it's it's he's a rookie but uh I think he's got huge potential um he was an absolute beast at Alabama and uh I think uh I think he's a solid get yeah, um, and we'll have the fifth easiest schedule against de- running defense, uh, run- rush defense. Excuse me. Absolutely. Um, and is on maybe projected for eleven or twelve touchdowns. And I think pretty, um, other than maybe a few these teams on his schedule, I think. I mean, he's going against some pretty crappy rush defenses. I think he could have a pretty good year. You know, um, so I don't know where. I mean, it says best he's getting picked at five, worst at three twenty. I, I don't know about that, but maybe like. Best at five, worst at like forty. You know, like a fourth round pick. You know, if you get him yeah. in the fourth round, that's that's pretty good uh, value for Najee Harris. So, um, let's see here. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think he's like borderline two, kind of three though, more three and so, two. So you know, I I like Joe Mixon ever since he was in college. I thought he was a really reliable, uh, physical running back. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you're at the bottom, there's no place to go, but up, I think that the Bengals offense is on the upswing. Um, you know, we, we talked many podcasts, you know, many episodes ago that, that we felt they could have done a better job prioritizing the O-line. That being said, they, they have made adjustments there and with Joe Burrow healthy and, uh, you know, a strong passing game that, that you know, one helps the other. Uh, I think Joe Mixon is in for a lot of volume, and I think that he's pretty dangerous in short yardage situations. Um, so he's going to get, you know, third and short carries, uh, goal line carries. Um, I think uh, I think Joe Mixon, if he can stay healthy, um, which you know he's not been too bad. You know, he he I think he played most of his first three years. And then it was, you know, last year, um, forget what happened to him, but back completely healthy. Uh, I think, uh, he's going to be in for a really big season. So I, I do think that he's a great, uh, great pickup. Um, I don't know who's backing him up right now, but, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was there forever. Giovanni Bernard, um, I don't he's, know. He's if gone he's, now. He's gone yes. now. So, yeah, he's gone. so that's one more reason that I think Joe Mixon's stock is on the rise for fantasy. Um, Antonio Gibson, uh, running back for Washington. I think he's kind of like low end tier three, four, in my opinion. Uh, 
but it will, might have a big impact on Washington's offense with uh, uh, the old Fitzmagic there. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's uh, it's always interesting to see what kind of uh, what kind of an offense is gonna uh, you know gel around uh, you know Fitzmagic. Um, so you know, I, I like Antonio Gibson. Um, you, you you heard me say last week that I I really do like strong running backs with great defenses. Um, I, I think when you when you can really count on your defense, that makes it easier to feature the run game and not always be trying to push the the ball down the field through the air. Um, so that that's one thing in my book that uh, you know put that in the pro column. Um, and uh, yeah, so it you know I, I saw somewhere that he uh, he's catching the ball more and more through the season last season and and that's just you know he's already a big physical running back and to get him involved in the short passes uh is great for ppr leagues of course but also just uh making him uh you know a bigger part of the offense and a more versatile part of the offense so yeah six two two thirty one. <laughs> so like kind of like a receiver back there and i think you know given between him and terry mclaurin uh, I I don't think Washington is too much on that offense other than him. The tight end uh, they just signed a, uh, a extension with. Um, golly, can't remember his name. Former Logan Thomas. There we go. Say former Virginia Tech quarterback. Uh, yeah, I just I kind of like him as a flyer. Uh, you know, you just you figure he's going to be involved a lot. He's pretty. He's. It sounds like he's going to stay healthy. He's got a big body. He'll take hits. You know, and like you said, he'll catch balls out of the backfield. Maybe he's a good PPR kind of guy, like high end PPR guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, mo- most of my fantasy analysis, uh, you know, I, I've only rarely participated in PPR leagues. So uh, you have to, you know, keep that in mind when you're listening to my fantasy analysis. Trevor, you're not supposed um, to tell that. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in, in terms of if you are in a PPR league, um, the the metrics on Antonio Gibson is that he was, he was catching passes uh, more and more through last season. Um, so I, I would expect that to continue, um, because, uh, you know, go with what works and, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think in PPR leagues that's, uh, you know, uh, it can make a huge difference, uh, if your running back is catching, you know, two, three, four passes a game instead of just, uh, averaging one catch a game or less. So uh, Antonio Gibson's a great pickup for that. Okay, uh, we're going to go quick hit on these last two. J.K. Dobbins and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because they're both drafted in the same, the same round and everything. So what do you uh, – J.K. Dobbins came on real strong at the end. Granted, he played Cincinnati in the last year uh, – excuse me, last week of the season. Um, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I feel like, never really got a fair shake. Um, I think he got hurt, and he still was sort of productive – but uh, year two should be much better for him. What do you think of these two guys? Right. So going straight to J.K. Dobbins and and continuing our talk about you know PPR uh, formats, um, J.K. Dobbins is not uh, he's not catching any passes. I think he is averaging less than one catch a week. Um, I think he's he's going to be much much better in in non-ppr formats um it's certainly an offense that loves to run the ball um you know they're they're trying to get 
a more balanced offense, but you know, you've, you've got to go with what works. And, uh, JK Dobbins definitely, uh, is dangerous. Uh, once he gets ahead of steam up, you know, if, if he gets into the open field, he, he's extremely elusive. Um, so, you know, he's a really, really fun running back to watch play. Um, so I, I think he's a great pick, but I would really hesitate in a PPR format to pick up JK Dobbins. Um, so yeah. move, moving on to, to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect, I, I, I think people that pick up Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they're going to get him at a great value. I don't think he's going to draft very high. And I think people are going to be really satisfied with it. Um, I, I, I think he's going to have a pretty good year this year. Um, we, we know that the offense is explosive. Um, I, I think he really complements the rest of the offense. And I, I really think he's just going to become a bigger part of that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he's extremely, extremely talented, excuse me, running back. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, how do I put it? Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, balancing between the run game and, and passing, uh, not, not only can he catch the ball, but there's so many mouths to feed, uh, passing the ball. And I think he's going to be the clear, uh, mouth to feed when it comes to the running game. So I, I just think there's going to be a lot of value there for Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. 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 I, I think so too. And they really need a bell cow, uh, in that run, that backfield for Kansas city, five, seven, two Oh seven. And what will happen is, you know, they'll end up uh, scoring a bunch of points and he'll end up getting carries because it's the end of the game. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> so, and I, I even know? think he's going to get, I, I expect he's going to get his fair share of red zone looks. You know, there's, yeah. there's so much that the defense has to respect through the passing game when they play the chiefs that uh, I think there's, it's going to create a lot of opportunities uh, for the running back. So I, right. I like this pick a lot. Especially because I think uh, I think he's been underestimated. Um, I I think if you if Clyde Edward Hilaire uh, falls to you and you snatch him up, uh, I think you're going to be really happy with it. Yeah, yeah, and you know he plays Las Vegas twice a year, uh, <laughs> and, and the and the Giants. So uh, you know that's a I think they'll be okay. Right. <laughs> and Denver so, a couple of times, you know. So one, one running back that I want to throw out before we yes. sign off here. Yes. Um, I'm going to caution our listeners on okay. taking Josh Jacobs too Ooh, soon. I kind of um, knew you were going that way. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's tempting uh, because he's a he's a good running back on a on a team that struggles. So you think he's going to have lots of volume, um, and you know, his, his numbers on the surface are really good from last year. But if you look a little deeper, um, he, he's got like, yeah, he's 10 for 22 in uh, short yardage situations, uh, on, on third downs or, or, you know, third and goal. So it's just, you know, this is, they, they brought in Kenyon Drake to address this specific problem. Uh, at least that's that's the way I see it. I I think that that Josh Jacobs is going to have the volume you might expect him to have, but I expect 
you know, uh, third and shorts and red zone carries are going to be pushed towards Kenyon Drake, somebody who can get it more consistently through these short situations. Um, so I, I'm bracing myself for Josh Jacobs to take uh, a fantasy uh, dip in mm. uh, in his output. So good call. Yeah, uh, uh, and, borderline. And he's but. he's a guy that I really was. Uh, you know, high on last year, uh, but the way things have gone and, and, you know, bringing in Kenyon Drake, the, the kind of physical between the tackles, short yardage, uh, reliability that he provides. Um, it just kind of takes the, the heat out of, uh, Josh Jacobs as a, uh, you know, three down back. So. Right. And, uh, no Trent Brown trade him to the Patriots. No, Rodney Hudson got traded to the Cardinals. So that offensive line took a big hit. I think they drafted a few people, but regardless, like, uh, yeah, I, Josh Jacobs, man, I, you know, he, he's a good runner. Um, looks really oh, yeah. good running. And you just got a feel for him because it's like they just gutted that offensive line and didn't really have a plan for it. And they just have a ton of guys that have a ton of speed on the outside in Oakland, which is, uh, excuse me, Vegas, which isn't uncommon for the Raiders. I mean, just, you know, that was Al Davis's thing. And I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, they, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts, especially with, um, the chargers and the chiefs in the division. And, uh, you know, he's going to get neglected sort of. And he, and I don't believe his, I think his production is going to take a hit because of, you know, the woes in the offensive line as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our tier three, four-ish, two running backs. Trev, you got anything else you want to say, man, before we sign off here? Uh, only that I, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, all you know. Th- this was such a fast week for, for football news, everything from uh, Aaron Rodgers to Xavier Howard and, and today uh, Carson Wentz. You know, I, I almost hate that we have to wait another week to talk about what we find out about Carson Wentz. So, uh you know, tune in next week, and we'll have a uh, we'll have the scoop for you. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, man. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be diving into the locker rooms and the jock straps. See, what we can get about <laughs> Carson Wentz. So, um, no, but seriously, I hope he go. I hope he uh, something happens with him that's uh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So, uh, anywho, uh, we're we are football in general. I'm Rob Kays. I'm, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at uh, Bobby and Law. Trevor, where are you? Yeah, Trevor Koppel. I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Trev Geodude. Okay, and we're also uh, Football in General, uh, at Football in General on Twitter, at Football in General on Instagram. Please give us a follow, a like, a smash that like button. And uh, please subscribe and download. You guys have been awesome. We just went over 110 downloads this week, uh, You know, <laughs> which means we're probably doing okay. There's, there's some consistent <laughs> listeners. So um, if you have any questions or anything you want to tell us, please just DM us and we'll kind of bring it up on the podcast or shout outs or anything else. Um, other than that, we're out.